it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And today, can you believe it? We are halfway through 2020. Isn't that crazy? And it has also been six months since I renamed this podcast. When we kicked things off as the Expand Online Podcast, we did that with episode number 100, and that was called Mindset, Taking You from Hands-On to Online. Today's episode is kind of a catch-up on where you're at after that episode and having listened for six months. If you actually haven't listened to episode 100 yet, listen to today's episode and then go back and listen. They are tied together, but they are not sequential. I just received this testimonial from my client, Clay. Clay is an established harmonica teacher, and we are taking some of his teachings online. He says, After 50 years of my playing harmonica professionally and 30 years of teaching, Jamie Slutsky has propelled me into a wonderful new era of my life. The teaching platform she is helping me build is blowing me away. I know my students will love it. Jamie is not only a genius, she cares deeply about helping artists expand their careers big time. Thank you so much for that, Clay. Working with my incubator clients like Clay is one of my absolute favorite things to do. That along with this podcast and providing the trainings inside the Expand Online community on Facebook. Speaking of which, if you haven't signed up for the online expansion masterclass yet, be sure to go to workshop.expandonlinecommunity.com to get registered. And if you're listening to this episode after July 6th, 2020, go there anyway, because I am running these workshops on a regular basis for the foreseeable future. Now to the topic at hand, providing you with a healthy dose of you've got this. It doesn't really matter how long you've been thinking about expanding online. The fact is that you've got what you need to succeed inside of yourself right now. It's really a matter of taking what you do and what you feel and how you move your students forward and bending and shaping it to work in the online space. In general, there are four roadblocks that come up in the process of creating your first online program. And these are actually things that kind of come up again and again as you create a larger and larger online program offering. The four that I'm talking about are imposter syndrome, indecision, time constraints, and financials. The good news is that you can get through them all and you've got this. You can truly create a program of your dreams online and create the legacy that you crave. Let's talk about how to turn each of these potential roadblocks into kindling and to reignite the fire in your soul. We'll take that list in reverse order. So that means it's time to talk about the financial roadblock. While it is not free to expand online, anything we invest into building our online products is just that, an investment in ourselves. 
That's not to say that we should spend an exorbitant amount of money to get our programs launched and to acquire our students, but it is to say that it is okay to spend money on the right things at the right time as you're moving through things. I generally say that a software investment or a SaaS investment, which is a software, an online software solution, those uh, products should recoup the fees within six months and be cash flow positive thereafter. And for coaching courses, workshops, and programs, that those should pay for themselves within three months of finishing the coaching program or course or workshop. Or let's put this in other words. If we're going to spend $30 a month on an email marketing system or EMS, we should be able to tie at least $180 of new income directly to emails that we have sent out and conversions that have progressed because of the platform. And each month thereafter, our EMS continues to bear fruit. Every time we put $30 in, we use the platform, we get more than $30 back out. And with a program like the Expand Online Incubator, the investment in the program should more than pay for itself within three months of completing the program. And truth is, with the Expand Online Incubator, you'll likely start seeing an ROI or return on investment while still working through the program with me. You've got this. Decide how much you're able to invest into yourself and your software, knowing that it's going to pay itself back in spades as your online program gains momentum. You've got this. The next hurdle or roadblock is that of not enough time. Time is also a commodity, just like money, that we can invest in any way that we choose. It takes time and effort to create an online program, but your future is waiting. So why would you stunt it? Think of it this way. If you invested 40 hours into your online program and it ran like clockwork, how much more time would you have to spend binging on Netflix or Disney Plus? Time is our most valuable commodity. What we spend wisely now will and can entirely change how we spend time in the future. I'm not saying to drop everything just to create your online program. We definitely need to strike a balance. But I will say that each of us, myself included, has somewhere between 25 minutes and two hours every day that we could reallocate to moving our online program forward. Let's use me as an example. Next week, as of the time this episode is released, I'll be hosting the Online Expansion Masterclass. In order for me to create the material for that masterclass, I needed to invest time. I chose to watch less TV, use the slow cooker and instant pot to make dinner prep faster, and wake up 15 minutes earlier each morning. With these simple, short-term time hacks, I gained multiple hours every single week. And as a mom, it felt like a good balance. I didn't want to take too much time away from my family, just a small amount so that I could invest it into my workshop and into my business and into the future growth of the business. Another thing I know about myself, when I have ideas flowing, my body wakes up ready to work. I've been waking up most mornings between four and five in the morning just to sit down at the computer and get more work done. And you know what? It actually gives myself the ability to spend more time with my husband and kids. I do work best in the mornings. So I'm usually asleep before my kids at nine o'clock or shortly thereafter most nights. And you know, that's okay. 
That's my style. It doesn't have to be yours. So let me ask you this. What about you? If you can tap into when you work best and move your schedule around a bit to optimize for working on your online program, you're going to find that you have all the time you need to get this program off the ground. It's really about setting your mind on the objective and working through the logistics. We all have 24 hours each day that we can allocate to different parts of our lives. Some time must be allocated to sleep. Do not deprive yourself of that. Our brains just cannot function at optimal levels without enough sleep. Maybe you block your calendar for two hours at lunch instead of just an hour and use that extra time there to work on your program. You've got this. Decide how much time you need to invest on a weekly basis to get your program created. Use a calendar to protect that time and use it as efficiently as possible. You've got this. Sometimes the roadblock we put on our paths is one of indecision. It's hard to make the right decision at every step of the journey, but our programs will never get anywhere if we don't make a decision. Indecision sometimes takes the form of productive procrastination. I love that term, probably because I'm really good at procrastination. In my college days, I would make a plan to get all of my work done on time, but never early. It served me well enough, but sometimes I wish I was one of those people who just opened my book bag and did my work in a methodical way, not always up against the deadline. Are you a procrastinator too? Productive procrastination is a sneaky beast because we trick ourselves into doing more research or DIYing something when we really should be hiring someone else to do that work. And productive procrastination is a great way to avoid making big decisions. Wouldn't you rather work on something that you know needs to get done than decide on something where there are so many unknowns? For my clients, this often comes through as watching YouTube videos on the pros and cons of a set of tools rather than creating a piece of content that will live on whatever tool that they decide on. Regardless of what tool you choose, that piece of content is going to need to be created. Or when it comes to figuring out how to split apart or package program components, the indecision might lead to over-surveying your audience. Surveying our audiences is super, super important. But what's the worst that can happen if you package things wrong? You can simply bundle things together later or split them apart for the next iteration. And indecision will definitely rear its ugly head when we get into visibility and marketing. It really doesn't matter if you start a YouTube channel, do a weekly Facebook live show, or use IGTV. What matters is that we are consistently creating content for our chosen platform and begin to build authority on there. You've got this. Even if you don't make the best or right decision, forward momentum and the ability to correct course are going to take you toward your goals. You've got this. And this leads us to imposter syndrome. Ugh, one of my absolute least favorite parts of being in business. It's that nasty voice inside of our heads that says, who gave you the right to charge X, Y, or Z? Or why do you think your methods or style are 
good enough for the masses. Or so-and-so has been at this so much longer than you. Why would anyone want to hire you instead of him or her? Imposter syndrome can absolutely derail us. I've come up with a few tricks to put her to bed. The first one is for justifying that we are worth the price we charge. In fact, I would guess that you could raise your rates. You have a unique gift and talent to help others express themselves. And the skills you teach are setting them up for a lifetime of success. Online programs can and should be competitive with other online programs, as well as with similar in-person programs. And because of the 360 degree flexibility with online programs, we can actually charge more. Our students develop their skills faster, have more access to us and our training resources. So squash the imposter syndrome thoughts and say, yes, I've got this. I have the skills and student feedback to more than justify my prices. The next trick is for those of us who are taking our one-on-one or small group skill set and creating a program that is effective with larger audiences. The truth is that as large as you think your target market is, in reality, it's not so big that you're not going to be able to connect with the right people. Online, we don't want to be generalists. We want to be specialists. You've got a certain style or method. That's your signature style or method. You don't have to appeal to the masses. You only have to appeal to people who want the results that your method provides. Maybe you are a left-handed painter and you've figured out a unique method of painting that has worked exceptionally well for left-handed folks. That program is absolutely ready for the masses and your lefties are going to come out of the woodwork to learn from you. Knowing your gem and unique skill set is how you're going to certainly be ready to bring your segment to the masses. And our final imposter syndrome squasher is against the comparisons to artists and trainers who have come before us. They have broad appeal and seem to have no end to their list of prospective clients and students. But the one thing that we need to remember is that they didn't start out at the top. They worked their way up and we can do that too. Like I just said, we don't need to have broad appeal. We need to have appeal with our niche or target market. We need to understand that because we're still small, we can deliver an exceptional level of service. I was in a program back in 2014 with a really big name at the helm but I never had any contact with this person. I only communicated with people who worked for this person. Yes, they were good and I learned a lot in the program, but the big name person was not a part of the success that the program had for most of the participants. I could have invested that money into a similar program offered by an up and coming and gotten equally strong results. And what's more, I would have developed a lifelong affinity for that person and helped them rise in their business as my business grew. So what I am saying is that people want to work with you. They don't necessarily want to work with someone that you employ. So start where you're at and allow your students to help to raise your status in the industry. You've got this. You are a unique and talented artist. Your work speaks to your credibility and your value is clear to your ideal students. You've got this. 
And with that, I want to wrap this episode up with a request. Will you send me a DM on Instagram? I'm at Jamie Slutsky and share with me how you're going to move forward because I know you've got this and I want to cheer you on. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I've got a super fun interview coming your way.